Fire up your machine spirits and get the reactors hot. We're jumping in for an episode all about Adeptus Titanicus. Our first impressions of playing our first game and what we learned along the way. Stay tuned. Welcome to Trident Wargaming, a podcast dedicated to all aspects of tabletop wargaming. Your hosts are Bill and Andy. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trident Wargaming. This is episode 38. It's all about Adeptus Titanicus, engine kills and thrills. Uh, I'm your host, Bill, and I'm joined with my co-host, Andy. Yo, yo. And again, we are rocking out with our old guard battle brothers. We got Alex here. Hello. And we've got Dan. Hello. So, gents, uh, we started Adeptus Titanicus, and we jumped in totally blind, and we actually uh, learned how to play with the help of Tabletop Standard, how to play Adeptus Titanicus videos. I think there was mm-hmm. nine, all in all. And uh, actually, you know what? It was quite informative and uh, gave us a pretty good uh, rundown on most of the stuff. What did you guys well, think? Well, he's got a good graphics kind of thing where he'll show you the card and then he'll highlight what needs to be you know moved over or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, it was pretty pretty straightforward as he was kind of explaining things. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we we did kind of skip through certain parts and then realized we had to go back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's, like, that's like opening up the instructions to something to build, right? You just eh, throw it out, try to go and do it yourself. So Yeah, yeah we could have read the rule book, but we decided to watch the YouTube videos instead. And fly. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It was a good learning tool anyways. Spoiler alert, we got most of it wrong. <laughs> oh, it was pretty fun though I mean most of the mechanics I think we we did pretty good on it so uh, I, I know I was having a lot of fun I can tell you guys were having fun hooting and hollering on that other side the trader side so oh, it's yeah. uh, pretty good pretty good yeah it was, pretty, oh. it was pretty solid uh, I think for the most part everyone was running an Axiom Maniple yeah we Basically, yep. just had like a warlord, a reaver, and a warhound. Yeah, which was uh, which actually was a lot of fun. Um, I know, you know, I have newfound respect for like reavers and warlords, and warlords. You know, their names are definitely earned uh, in game. They're quite beasts. Uh, they can just take a lot of punishment and dish out a lot of punishment as well. And I know myself, like for the game, I tried to take a decent mixed bag loadout, if you will, on my uh, on my just units, just because I've never, you know, never played and wanted to get kind of a well-rounded feel on how to some some weapons work, like the Quake Cannon, some Fury Annihilator, stuff like that. And uh, actually, you know, overall, I was happy with most of the. Uh, weapons. I think my new favorite is that sweet sweep morp missile. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I uh, I did like one shot firing it from across the table and actually doing like some critical damage. It was pretty awesome. 
All I know is I was pushing the reactors pretty good. So in the uh my warlord titan was was definitely on on the edge and I think there would have been a lot more um explosions and stuff happening if we actually got that part <laughs> right. Three oh after. yeah, redlining, yeah, redlining. <laughs> we didn't we didn't figure out redlining until like the end. Yeah. So, yeah. So. But I mean for our first for, <laughs> it was pretty cool. But for for our first, you know, encounter with the game itself and always hearing about this is like GW's hidden gem for a mm-hmm. game, probably their best rule set kind of thing. It's, it's true. Uh, how did the how did that mantra go? The best game no one plays? Oh no. Yeah, it's, well it's the game everyone owns but never played. Never played, yeah. Yeah, yeah well I mean, <laughs> It's taken us a while to finally say, "Hey, we're dust- dusting off our titans and putting them on the board." I like how yeah. Bill Bill starts the episode with like, "Yeah, we're jumping in for the first time." It's like, "Yeah, uh, like as of like three years of owning titans, we're all decided to actually get together and play a game." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we got some we got some built and some painted and mm-hmm. yeah, decided. Well, you know, let's do it. I have to admit we- though, it was Dan. Dan was pushing the taskmaster here. My back still has the whip marks. <laughs> Come on, guys, let's let's do it. Well, the all tech, every tech time troll. we were like, we were like, yeah, I was like, let's play Titanic, and everyone's like, yeah, let's play Titanic, and then all of a sudden, a week later, everyone's like, oh, let's get into War Machine or uh, the Battle Tech, Battle Tech, and then they're like, oh, Battle Tech, <laughs> let's get full Battle Tech, and they're like, look at my Battle Tech, I've been painting for weeks, and then Necromanda's a big push, and then it was just like. And then, like a month later, we're like, "Oh, so when's Titanicus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Titanicus is gonna come. That's right. It's like soon. And I was soon. like, "Man, let's just play." Because <laughs> I, I don't play either, like any of those things that aren't outside of fan, uh, GW, right? So shame. Bill is the hype monster. <laughs> hey guys, you guys want to try some uh, Necromunda? <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the pusher man in the alley. <laughs> Yeah, what you don't realize is I'm the one pushing Bill in the, in the background, right? So. Sure, sure, Mr. Bill. I'll play Necromunda with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll take full, but, but, full blame but, for Necromunda, but yeah, Battletech and Bolt Action, that's all Andy's doing. Yeah. But do you got to admit, though, within the last little while, we've been able to acquire certain uh, titans and pieces and stuff just from people who may not be playing the game at the moment. Yeah. So we've really bolstered our, our amount of Titans and Warhounds and Knights. And That's true. So it'll be fun. It'll, it'll be good. I, I Like I said, I quite enjoyed just that one you know, uh, game that we, we played, even though uh, now going through it and having some time and actually like putting time and effort into trying to go through the book. Um I can see it being a lot of fun and I can see it starting to like, we can gravitate and get more people definitely into it Mm -hmm. because the game, like for me, the rule set is, is pretty, pretty straightforward. Right. Like I only found maybe one or two things that I kind of had to check out the wording again. Mm -hmm. And then after I really kind of read through it a little bit more, Oh, okay. Slow it down. Let me, you know, figure this out, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, like Alex was saying when we were talking before. You know, there's there's not a huge huge portion for like the rule set uh, in this book, but 
what they do have in here is actually pretty clear and straightforward, right? Yeah. I think I think when I approached it, I was, I was a little daunted. I was like, ah, oh, just another rule set, and uh, I guess I'll try and learn this one too on top of all the other rules we're learning right now. And uh, <laughs> we kind of winged it, and after we got done, we all had a blast. I went back and sat down with the rule book, and it, it maybe took me a half hour to get through. I was like, oh. It's like maybe 22 pages of or 20 pages of actual rules with lots of good examples, lots of good callouts, and under you know really plain yeah. language. It's actually really easy to get through. Yeah. Yeah. See, and for me, it, it for me when I'm going through a real set, it takes me a bit longer to get through. You know, like the rule book and whatnot. Like I know for Bolt Action, I freaking I read that thing for like weeks and weeks and weeks just to get through it to really grasp the game. But for this one, yeah, you know. A little, little bit, a uh, little bit slower at getting through the rule books, but got through it, and it was quite straightforward kind of thing. So, what I, I don't know. think is, I think what's what's good about the rule set is it's it's as simple as you want it to be, and as advanced as you want it to be, because it, it you can literally get the basic rules. You get you know movement, shooting, yeah. blah blah blah. But then there's a section that says advanced rules, and it says you can play with them, but you you don't have to. And then it gets into further like depth, right? So if you like, if you're, you know, you you just want a simple game, you can literally just play the game with four titans or you know three titans, depending how how many points you want to start at. But you don't need, you know, it's not like forty k where you have to own you know four thousand points just to build different types of things. You can just play the four titans that you have. Yeah, the other thing and too then, is I I didn't think that like the weapon set, even though we were kind of all you know admittedly going into it pretty blind like oh, you know, i'm gonna take like a you know, plasma on this and bolters on that and i'm gonna take you know volcanoes here and rockets yeah. seem fun here i never felt throughout the entire game that i was punished for my weapon choice i felt like that i had like a decent set of weapons and i didn't know anything about going in that wasn't that you know i don't i didn't felt there was really strong weapons or weak weapons it all felt good and situational mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that for sure oh for sure for sure like you know, it was nice that we got to see what a lot of the, the different weapons uh, actually did. You know, uh, so like you know when you had like the volcanoes and and the the uh, apocalypse missile launcher there. You know, seeing what they do plus close combat, we got a little bit of that uh, right at the end, which was pretty neat as well. Or when and Bill then, warp missiles you first turn, yeah, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Yeah, after after firing that warp missile, I was like, I need three. I want to get one for each reaver because that was awesome. So it's it, it's pretty cool. Like like you said, the the just the rules and like the the weaponry. Uh, you did not feel like you're at a disadvantage, right? You just kind of mm-hmm. seen what they did, and then you figure out, okay, this weapon is good for stripping void shields. Let's yeah. let's let's do that, right? You know, let's oh the the big plasma. You know, let's overcharge that when the shields are down to to get better damage on the on a titan. So yeah, I was gonna say that it it really opened our eyes, like playing that game and seeing what each weapon does. Because you know, you could be that guy that's oh I'm gonna take high strength weapons all the time, and but when you get one shot and you you know you shoot that volcano cannon or that that bellicose, you shoot it across the table and it's one shot, and then he goes. Oh, I, I hit, and you go, okay, I'll just roll my void shield against it. Okay, my one dice, oh, I rolled a six. Your, you know, your strength 12 or 10 
weapon was useless, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, then you see the benefits of you know war or yeah warhounds with you know the mega 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 Vulcan bolter or whatever. Yes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know them shooting like tw- uh, six shots each and stripping void shields because you you're making guys roll lots of dice regardless of the strength being four. As soon as you're starting to make guys roll dice, they're like, you know, stripping shields. Because for a long time, I was like, man, missiles are the most, apocalypse missiles are the most useless thing. And now I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to put them on my war, my warlord every time. Because, you know, you're shooting 10, 10 uh, void stripping missiles, right? Yeah. 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 And, so, and they're all, like, you can, I think, I'm not sure if they have indirect. I'm assuming they do. Uh, the but, barrage, yeah, yeah, like shoot over buildings. As long as it's in your, as long as it's in your your um, corridor, your, arc, your yeah. arc, yeah, your corridor, you don't need to see the guy. You can fire, right? It's just mm-hmm. a, it's like a minus two or something like that. So, um, but it, it's nice. The game is nice. Like all that information and and whatnot. Like a lot of the information is is on your uh, terminals, right? So. Like you're to hit what you need for your your void shield saves, you know, and then of course your damage and whatnot on there as well, and then your movements. Um, so it's it's nice that it's all in front of you, and that's kind of comparable to some of these other games that I've played, like Star Wars Legion. They have a similar thing where the cards in front of you and all all your stuff is there, right? Your abilities and, and a little description of them. Um, but with this, it's it's pretty nice, and then even comparing this to BattleTech, and I know Bill can attest to this. Oh yes, um, very similar. Um, for damage wise, it's not as detailed, but there's enough info and there's enough stuff and info and like damage on that uh, command terminal that makes you feel like okay, you know what. This Titan got messed up, right? His reactor's messed up, or you know, he's immobilized, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I, I really do like that. I do like um, the speed of it as well, because we were, even though it took, you know, the game took a little while, you can tell that we were starting to go a little bit quicker, right? And um, just with realizing later on that oh, we were supposed to be making these rolls, and that could have caused more damage or explosions or whatever i can see it you know in the future as we start to play it and really hone down the actual rule set we're going to see a lot more titans going down or or you know uh banners household banners getting used and getting taken out so um because like there's a lot of stuff in it you know with your with your reactor and the critical damage and all that stuff so it makes it for an interesting game to see what happens, right? So I don't know what you guys think, but uh, I'm I'm definitely going to be putting this uh, game right up there with some of the main games that I play, uh, just to get some more experience in it and play it and bring the hype out for it. Well, for sure, yeah. You know? In this game, I think is it's a lot about choices. It's all yep. about, you know, do you want to manage your, you know, your repairs and stuff like that? Because there's orders and stuff that help with that. And it's like, well, I can shoot first, but I can't turn, right? Or move. And then it's like, oh, crap. You know, and now 
if I don't move, I'm in a, I'm in a, a firing lane. I'm, and then there's like these other things, right? Of like, you know, do I want to try and get out of cover? Do I want to get into cover rather than trying to shoot everything? Because you know, you want to spend one turn kind of repairing yourself and or trying to you know be tactical and get one guy up to shoot this guy's shields off so that your guy that is good at breaking armor can actually get his, his shots in and stuff like that yeah. so it, it there's lots of managing and stuff like that it, it it's not it's a little overwhelming at first but once yeah like andy was saying once we were getting the rhythm of it it was just like and then you could see the teamwork like me and bill were on the same team and it was like hey bill do this so that we can do so i can do this and then it was just so it was getting fun yeah. that way. Yeah, me and me and Alex were kind of like totally separate entities <laughs> in that match. It's like, oh, you know, Alex is taking some good heat over there. You know what? I'm gonna still focus over here on Dan's Warlord because that's what I've been yeah. doing all game, right? But then, like at the same time, at the same time, like Dan, you know, you you were really trying to focus down on that Warlord of mine, yeah. and there was some pretty close calls of stuff happening, but. It's also on those rolls because I mean I don't know how many free uh, rolls oh, yeah. I got for you know rolling that that dice you know uh, how much uh, how much my reactor goes up and kind of thing and the, the option or not the option but the chance of you know uh, waking up the machine spirit which is also a cool factor in this game because it is can be quite random oh it can be so. it, um. <laughs> I learned the hard way. We we didn't know that you could actually do a command check to see if you could, yeah. I guess, you know, <laughs> leash the machine spirit and keep control. And, mm -hmm. you know, first time I got, sh uh, first time I rolled the dice after getting shot, and it's like, oh, my, my Warhound just goes Leroy Jenkins and runs out into the <laughs> middle of nowhere and, like, turns right in front of a Warlord Titan. And I was like, well, that really, that sucked. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, and then you have things just got just riddled up. Um, it was punished for being, I believe, what, impetuous. So uh, it, it was interesting once we started to get some of the um, some of the rules down. Where oh yeah, you know what? If you actually failed it, then it actually you roll and things happen, and it started to get a lot better. That's for sure. Yeah, it's. I think it's uh, it's good. It's a good one. It's a good game for sure. I know I quite enjoying it and then uh well i guess i mean we can talk about some of the specific stuff for the game you know uh just just the way the phases go and whatnot uh it's pretty neat that you have like you'll have your your command phase where you're you know you're issuing orders and stuff to your uh to your titans or your groups mm -hmm. yeah was that and, the strategy phase yeah yeah and um I do like how, you know, if you do fail to get issued an order, that that's it. Like, nobody else is getting anything, right? So it, there's a little bit of strategy with that. There's a little bit of um, strategy where, you know, maybe you don't want to issue a certain order. You know, yeah. maybe because I noticed, like, when I issued uh, one of the orders to my Warhounds, um, where he pretty much was moving, like doing a double move, um, stride, full stride or something stride, like that, I think yeah. it was. Mm -hmm. um, I realized later on, I was like, oh, well, that was definitely a mistake because now I can't fire, <laughs> right? And like I was right in, right in Dan's face, 
Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so the other thing was the sequence of it. You know, if you if you're testing command checks and you're doing it on knights or warhounds first, and they're mm-hmm. five ups versus three ups for a warlord or something like that, you want to do your your stratagems or, or your your phasing so in a way that allows you to roll the highest potential average first, rather yeah. than starting with your lower units and work your way up to your warlord. Because if you do fail and it stops you from rolling on your warlord, and you're like, ah, crap. That would be that that does that show the chain of command working its way down kind of thing? If you're looking at it that way, like a warlord's like a three plus, and then a reaver's a four plus, and then a you know a warhound's a five plus, right? Which progressively gets worse. That basically shows like the chain of command, then, eh? Yeah, I think that's the intent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big pr- princeps is you know leading, leading this whole uh, unit. Um, yeah, and just commands are being issued, right? And okay, well, the warhounds on the right flank, they, you know, didn't get the order or communication was cut, whichever, right? Um, that's what to me. That's what it seems like. So. Well, I know um, there was a spot where the left side of my brain stopped working and I decided to do a <laughs> command check with my Warhound that got <laughs> a Moderati killed, so I was minus two and I failed. And then it's like, oh yeah, I can't do anything. And I was like, oh, oh, what the hell, right? And But I ended up taking Godlike Contempt for my Legio-specific personal trade. That's for Legio Kratos and I was able to actually ignore any Titans that are smaller scale. So my, obviously... Uh, big boss was my warlord and yeah any titans that are smaller scale uh, basically don't affect the command check on itself so still let me do my own my own uh, things but it, it was it was cool to see everything that had a potential to happen actually pretty much did mm-hmm. like we yeah. failed checks we failed machine spirit stuff we you know had a reactor overload we you know had some engine kills some catastrophic damage happened. It was actually pretty good overall. I uh, I think we got a pretty pretty good exposure to the game itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's and there's some stuff we didn't even we didn't try because it was you know it was our first time like the stratagems we didn't even yeah put those into effect right. It was just uh, let's let's get the basic rules done. Let's let's go and battle it out right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it but it was kind of a mix great. right. A mix of advanced yep. rules and regular with that uh, the how to play YouTube video too, which was kind of yep. nice. Yeah, and then of course we had uh, we had the nice terrain set up too with all the big buildings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that allowed, allowed us to do that. Um, Where did you get those, Bill? I got them the, from a guy. The skysca- skyscrapers we had. Yeah, from a guy, Cal Fox. Actually, I'll throw his uh, Cults 3D link in the description here. But uh, he basically designed these buildings in Tinkercad and then put them up as STLs and I kind of just ran into him online and was like hey you know I want to get some Titanicus terrain done uh, really nice guy and yeah ended up printing me out a bunch of stuff and popped by his place just before the new year and he wanted to show me kind of all the stuff he was working on and the guy's an absolute wizard uh, with the terrain and if you go check out that cults 3d page the things he has on there, he's got everything from like a total cityscape where like there's six by six like inch sections for roads and then there's wall sections and they actually like 
connect together with the building STLs that you can print out. And he has like a full setup. It was like a full four by four setup with an actual city and the board itself. Everything's printed and it just looks amazing. And the last I heard was he was actually designing damaged and dilapidated buildings that had like actual uh, like office building segments inside to show like damage and whatnot. It's quite in depth and the guy has some really cool stuff on there and it's not super expensive or anything either. So yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, like some of the mechanics to the game itself. It's um, I like how they've kind of, you know, it's still a D6 system, but they've incorporated using the D10 into some of these roles. And then you also have your reactor dice as well for, for different roles for your reactor, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's, of course, the dice that can activate the, uh, the wicked machine spirit. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> I do like it's a gamble, though. I, I like... I mm-hmm. like the gambling sense of it. I know there is a part. It's like, well, oh man, I only got two points of heat left on my reactor, and I don't know if I want to roll to push it because I'm scared. You know, like didn't want to max it out. <laughs> yeah, once you get into like yellow and stuff, you're like, man, I really need this shield save to happen, right? Mm-hmm. When you full power to shields, and you're like, man, he's gonna light me up. I gotta roll, right? And then you roll two, two reactors, and you're like. Oh man, I'm gonna explode. It's next over. Turn, but, I'm yeah. gonna, but, yeah. I'm, but I'm gonna survive this round of shooting. <laughs> so it's like, did I really win? Like, <laughs> no. well, and that's just it. Like my warlord titan should have been rolling on that chart. Yeah. Like turn two. <laughs> you know, so because it was just, I was just literally redlining all all game, right? And it would have made a a big big difference. Um, had we actually known about that, um, probably would have changed the outcome of the battle, to be honest. Um, well, yeah, we were eventually like, well, what's the consequencing consequence of redlining your Titan? Nothing, right? We were like, it doesn't, nothing happens. So we were, it was getting to the point where we're like, I guess we should actually look and see what the rules are. <laughs> and bunch of noobs. Yeah, it's like, oh no, man. Every turn you're supposed to take damage. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> well because like by turn two i'm like most battle ports i've watched things are dying by now and we had like you know four thousand points on the table and nothing's dying and we we're like i'm like why why is nothing dead and we were like everything's got full armor and full voids and stuff and i'm like <laughs> it's just well, uh, i don't know bill's warhound and uh alex's reaver were hurting pretty bad majority of that game yeah that warhound got ripped apart that uh, that poor thing <laughs> we didn't know about like focus firing and focus attacking and like we didn't really like try to put it into the game because it just seemed like it was more complicated but it, in in hindsight it's pretty it would have been a it, it would have been a better way to like uh, kill things we were also what was the other th- oh yeah we were rolling uh, for for armor rolls we were rolling location dice for every single one. Oh yeah. Instead of just rolling one dice for or yeah, sorry, rolling one location dice for all the hits. So but you know, we obviously learned and 
that'll that'll speed up the game because that slowed the game down a bit too. I but... think that was the inner battle tech coming out. Yeah. <laughs> no, it probably was, but yeah, yeah. And there's there's a lot of stuff like we didn't have any collisions uh, in the game. It's true. Um, we only had the really the one close combat, which I think Dan, you missed your attack. From what uh, I, I just didn't, it just didn't end up doing much. I, I ended up rolling bad on the armor rolls. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hit with all of them, but I just, I was rolling like ones and stuff or something, and it just wasn't, wasn't working out against the warlord. The, you know, those the fact that we missed, uh, we missed targeted attacks in melee that you could just, yeah. you can just, you don't have to take the minuses to call out if you have a melee weapon, so you can just walk in and punch someone in the legs and knock them over. That would affect things. Well, yeah, because like we we were kept because that was the part of the problem was whenever we were rolling location dice for those kind of attacks and stuff, they were always hitting the parts that were good, right? When yeah, we were like, fresh. man, we need that one dice to hit that you know his legs that are crippled. He's like on the red part of the you know the critical dice thing or the critical section. I just need that one hit, and then we could, if we were just like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna hit your legs and rolled yeah. good, and then been like, oh, and then that tight one had died a long time ago. But what it could have showed a yeah. <laughs> this isn't uh it's not a very shining uh example of our of our of our gaming acumen and this isn't a representative of I guess of what we do typically, but it's one of those things we were all just through the pandemic busy and you know, finally had a chance to get together to play Tide Canada, so we're just like, let's just let's just do it. Who cares yeah. who's red white? Let's just sit down and, and yeah, get through a rule. And if we if we like it well then, then we'll spend some more time in it. And man, did I spend some time on it this week? <laughs> yeah, the messenger messenger pinging was going. Yeah, he kept there. kept going. Well, we screwed this up. We screwed this up. And we were like, oh. <laughs> well, no, it's good though. Like I think I think yeah, yeah. we screwed up. We screwed up a lot of stuff. And actually, we didn't. The core mechanics, I think, we got like you know, moving, shooting, maneuvering, Orders, phasing. Okay. We got all those those correct. Um, the stuff that we screwed up was kind of the minutia, but that extended the game a whole lot longer, and that actually gave us more time to play uh, through the core rule set. And you know, as a result, I think I think going back to say play game two here now, I'm a lot more comfortable going through the motions and what things are supposed to be going. You know the order we're supposed to be doing things in. But now we have all this added benefit of having actually gone through the rule set in depth and talked about it. And like, oh, hey, this is actually just going to make this game faster for us. We're not going to spend four hours kind of, you know, fumbling our way through it now. It's like, you know, I think we will have, like, Titan Detonation on, you know, turn two and three now. And it's just going to move things faster. Uh, I think yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, no doubt. 100%. And then, of course, of course, you know, like, we just did a straight-up fight, right? So, um Games will definitely get interesting once you start doing some of the scenarios and whatnot. Yeah, and, uh, also use the stratagems. The stratagems, like I haven't even really looked at the stratagems myself, but um, you know they're there, obviously. And if they're they're anything like the other games, how they probably interact with the units, um, yeah, it should make for some interesting like, combos. Plus, um, plus the um, the new book coming out for. The Traitor Legios. Oh, yeah. Eventually when that does drop. Not sure when, but... Hopefully sooner than later. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> I know Bill's Bill's super hyped for that. Um, but, like, you know, I have the Loyalist one myself. Uh, I think Dan does too. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's going to get me, like, starting to look at some of these Legios. And, um, 
actually kind of understand now what everything is meaning. <laughs> oh know? yeah, just blindfully reading into the, the legios and like yeah. oh, this when it's talking. Yeah, when it's talking about like you know command checks, and you're like, you don't even know what a command check is, right, or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We went from uh, we went from noob city to legendary now, in the uh, aspect of like, oh, we've hammered through a couple of these books now. In whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't think... know. Just having fun with it, right? Yeah. I think once this uh, trader book comes out, I think all you need is basically the rule book and either a trader book or a loyalist book. And then if you want to have like extra fluff and like play missions, then the, the five or six other books that came before, I think are probably what you need then. Yeah. Otherwise it's just those. Cause I know, I know for a while there it was like Dragon Ball Z. You got to collect them all to try and like <laughs> get the total package, right? And I think now when the Loyalist book came out, it, it had every Legio in there. I mean, there's no real missions or anything in there, but it has all the rules for the Legios and all the Night Houses. And then, so I mean, and then there's the open war cards if you can find them. Yeah. So you know, you know, randomize a mission or a, you know. A board type or whatever right so well that, that was kind of the fun thing about this like you know when it came out i was super against it and i was like no i'm not jumping into another game and then <laughs> after a little while i got sucked in thanks guys and then i just i i went on the quest i collected all the dragon balls like dan said right like i i ended up ordering all the books i bought all the little weapon uh, card packs. I started buying command terminals. I was like, I don't even know what this is, but I'm gonna buy it, right? And uh, <laughs> even like, yeah, the open war cards, the trader legio dice, which, as cool as they are, they're just terrible to actually read the icons on. <laughs> um, I have to admit, the generic like kind of brassy brown white pip uh, dice that you get in the regular like core sets are so much better to actually like look at and read so mm -hmm. just uh you know i wish the colors were a little different but yeah no i just yeah we pretty much have everything and it's been just buying titans and buying lots and packs that have come out and uh mm -hmm. just growing the horde to like a massive tote full of like backlog and i'm like oh god i actually you know i gotta actually build some of this stuff before i get too carried away so, yeah, I know I'm that same boat. A um, lot of titans and even knights to build. I do definitely want to try out some knights. So that'd be pretty cool as well. They act a little different, but ultimately they're the same same kind of thing, right? So that'd be pretty neat. I've and then of course, painting for two years. <laughs> oh God. You All have real titans, though. I'm, Alex. I'm, I'm ready to go. I got the War Master on the bench and some knights and uh, another reamer I picked up last week, but that's about it. Oh, you still have that Perforian that you left at my house too. Yeah, that's right. Was that with? I, I must have bought just. I thought I bought two, but there must have been just one. I bought another pack of two no, here there was, last week. There's one from that that pack that we uh, ended up jumping on. Savaging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
one of the local guys ended up getting out of Titanicus and, uh, you know, threw it uh, our way first. And he was telling us about it and we were all kind of interested and the the guy's lot never actually made it to like the public like swap and shop <laughs> trade set. It was just like ravenous, just wild dogs. Everyone just ah just went at it and just ripped it apart, a right? Just yeah. Yeah, and Andy Andy set it all up. So he was like, Hey, this is my buddy, you know, he's from a different club, but he's got Titanicus. And then he's like, here's a list of things. Within five minutes, it was ripped apart and everyone picked out what they wanted. And, yep. and the guy got paid within half an hour. And it was just like... <laughs> well, and that's that's <laughs> just thing. It's like buddies helping buddies out, right? So yeah. It was, it was good. Just... Like, it was funny. It was, it, was, it was pretty good. I know Dan was going <laughs> to just go off the wall with that one. It was pretty good. It was just funny because, yeah, like, ha- like even an hour after, man, I was like, I was all on our group chat. I was just like... That literally felt like we just ripped them apart, like we like we were wild animals. Like it literally, it was five minutes. Everything was bought and sold, and like we all kind of there was no arguing, which was even nice too, because it wasn't like oh I'd like this and then be like, oh I'd prefer this. It was just everyone grabbed what they wanted, and that was it. It wasn't, but it was just clean, and it was just, but it was just crazy how fast it went. And, oh yeah, yeah, no, it's it good stuff. Like I know, I know, it was appreciated on the other side, right? So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but like, you see, end up seeing a lot. Like, I even thought about it too. I was like, ah, you know, eh, I'm not gonna really jump on it. Or whatever. I'm like, wait a minute. Let me, let me throw this at the boys. Let me, let me see the four horsemen in action here. Let's see what happens, right? Yeah. And uh, and yeah, like you said before, just rain down the apocalypse and <laughs> took over the uh, took over the lot. So. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's nice like that in the communities cause you will always have people moving stuff around. You can always find some good deals here and there. Yeah. Right. And sometimes you can find some of those treasure troves where it's like, oh, I'm selling these card packs. Anybody want them? And they're like the rarest card packs ever. And you get them for a decent price, you know? Yeah. So, but, but ultimately like overall that this game, like I said, uh, uh, it's it's definitely going to be exciting to play. I think we're going to be putting a lot of time into it, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, even with events and stuff, because there is, uh, and there are there. There's a few people in, in our local community that have, you know, have stuff for it and have played and have stuff actually painted up. Which is it was pretty great to be playing with painted stuff on the board for our first uh, our first uh, game. So that was uh, that was pretty killer. But yeah, like community wise, definitely can see other players jumping in. And uh, considering it's heresy era, yeah, it's it'd be nice to even incorporate that with uh, events and or campaigns. Oh, for right? sure. Like, you know, like I know I tried it in a campaign before that I did where it was like, you have the option to play a regular Horus Heresy game, or if you have Titanicus, you can play Titanicus. And I think with that now, guys, you know, might opt to actually do that. Or, you know, you actually have a, a solid gaming day or gaming weekend of just straight up Titanicus. Let's do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, that would be pretty legit. I do, 
I just want to make a comment, you know, when we did play on the weekend, um, we had a kind of mad dash and cut out a bunch of our counters, and Alex <laughs> proceeded to, like, wreck my life with these awesome clippers, which I can only describe as one word, as, like, just wonderful. <laughs> well, what are they called? God hand. God hand. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, uh, they, they are arriving on Wednesday, and I'm pretty pumped. I've been putting off building stuff just because I want to use these clippers. <laughs> it was like a hot knife through butter. And, like, the minimal force required to, like, cut, and it was just so clean. If you have a pair, you'll know what I'm talking about, and if you don't, buy one because they're pretty awesome. I used it for about two minutes. I was like, cool, I'm going to buy one. And that was it. Didn't look back. Yeah, I didn't want to give it back to Alex. No. I assemble a lot of plastic, and I have like I got I got GW clippers. I've got I got every single type of hobby clipper. I think over the last fifteen years worth of building plastic and resin, and uh, these are by far and away the best pair of cutters I have ever used. Uh, it is it is fantastic, and like I've I've probably built and assembled close to. 100 models with those so far and like there's no dulling there's no like no uh, oh oh they're just so nice they are it's japanese steel hattori hanzo <laughs> clippers man yeah, yeah it's, not, I don't, it's not like they're being made by like samurai sorters it's probably just you like, don't know you know cast and like everything else but yeah <laughs> it is technically japanese steel yeah technically yeah no it's, it's pretty good pretty good i ended up finding mine on amazon and uh, I'll throw a link in the description too, in case you're, uh, in case you're curious, and yeah, you want to take the next the next step into model making. Because I'm telling you, man, like I've I've built models for a long time, and I've never used a set of clippers like that before. I was like, ooh, these feel good, and I I did and, not want to give them back. And speaking of building models, um, these Titanicus sets are very very detailed. A lot of parts, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of little intricate parts. So, um, again, yeah, get a good pair of clippers. <laughs> That's right. You're only as good as your tools, you know. So, but like going forward, though, what's our next steps for Titanicus? Like, what do we, what do we figure? Uh, obviously, getting our stuff. Well, getting more of our stuff painted, I should say. Yes, I know. I got decals and stuff like that to put onto mine as well and then of course reading up on on whatever i can get my hands on to just get the game knowledge and then eventually if we uh when we get back to gaming hopefully we can do that but um yeah i don't know i went with legio solaria uh, pretty neat little color combo kind of a speckled green uh with some red plating and everything um so pretty neat to continue working on that what good use of like warhounds what made you want to pick them i don't know i just kind of was looking through the books and i think it was more of just the co color combo and um the way their uh, the pictures depicted them for uh just the colors like it's a it's a green base and it's kind of speckled but it kind of has like a almost like a white kind of uh, coating speckled coating on them and then uh, 
it was just yeah color combo for for the actual titans it was different um and then they look pretty neat so and then for me when i'm picking something it's usually never like what their story is it's more of like what their units look like or their the minis look like right so i uh, went with that and then uh i know their rules were were okay nothing super powered i mean they get to switch out they get to switch out uh i think a reaver for a warhound uh in their their units and whatnot so that's pretty neat and they get some roles to uh their motivators and stuff for like damage control phase and uh they can repair like critical damage to the legs um you know well one plus or something like that like on a five plus so pretty neat um yeah that's really really about it for for them for me why why i went with them have you read you read mortis haven't you no i have not they're in oh. titan death they're also in mortis yeah you'd be all <laughs> over it you'd be loving you, it you haven't read titan death either no, I I'm like way behind on on the books because <laughs> Titan so. Death is literally the 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 beginning story of Legio Solaria. Yeah, well, I have you guys. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> when when the messenger when the messenger starts popping off and you guys are just talking about the fluff and it's like, okay, cool, I got the gist of it. It's all good. I, the only reason I ask is because like the the Solaria in the in the books so far have been a very characterful um, and and fun legion to follow. Like the it's an mm-hmm. all female legion or legio, yeah. and they're they're yeah they're like they're they've got lots of um, character to the legio. So it's, it's like been a very good read so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one one thing I did look up on them is they end up. Um, some of their like their allies like with the the space marine legions uh, one of them is is the white scars which so happens that i play and painting right now for 30k mm-hmm. and then uh, they also kind of uh, worked with space wolves as well which is pretty neat so you kind of end up getting an idea of, of probably how they are as well because they would fit and tie in with those uh, space marine legions right so mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, uh, there's obviously a lot of material on them out there, a lot of fluff on them, and I'll have to definitely check out more of it. But bottom line, their color, their paint scheme, to be honest, that's that's kind of where I was at. When I, because I, I picked Legio Defense or, or Noble Guard, and a majority of it was, was the, uh, the paint scheme. They're, they, they're white, but they have black accents, and then they have one usually a, a bright green stripe down one yeah. side. And uh, their rules, I think, are partly why because they kind of seem like a, a, a balanced force because they deal with a lot of they deal with alpha strike, but they also deal with a lot with leadership. And when I ne- I've never played a game until you know like three weeks ago or whenever we played it. I, you know, I never knew, and I was like, ah, you know, the, you know, they, they seem balanced, so I, that's why I picked them myself, and it's been, you know, kind of neat with the color. It's very, very abstract. Like it's almost like their paint schemes 
almost like it's like you know that was the one fancy. i was looking at yeah i know i was <laughs> I, I jumped on it myself i was like and he's like talking about it. like yeah no 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 i got it first buddy <laughs> <laughs> and uh but yeah no i uh and then yeah so basically the, that's why i picked them was first was the color scheme because you know it was very unique it wasn't just you know one, two solid colors it was you know very much you know weird panel corner panels were colored different colors and you know the green stripe and everything and it was and right then, up yeah. the valley well i don't know i was like you know i want something you know challenge or not challenging just something out of my my wheelhouse of just painting black and uh <laughs> the one so green stripe he's the, yeah, the, well, the black <laughs> army kid there's, it's white and there, you know, some of it's black. So I was just like, you know, I, I got a little bit of my comfort. I got a little of my uncomfort and then I got a pink green over that white, which is scary. And then that turned and then, out. Uh, I know I, they're awesome. I, lo- I, I like the color scheme. And when they, when you see the pictures of them and stuff on like the Titanicus pages and stuff, they always like, they're all super bright and shiny and oh, they always catch my eyes and, but you know they they deal a lot with like they give plus one, oh no they get plus one leadership whenever one of their titans die because they they're kind of just like oh you know one of our guys dies we gotta you know get back into the battle kind of thing and and uh, it's funny because I listen to Titan Death they mention them like three times I'm like yes every time they they talk about Legio Defensor but they're not actually in the actual fight. <laughs> it was just funny. I was just like every time they mention them, they just reference them. They don't even actually like talk about them fighting. And I'm just like, yeah, they actually talk about them. And then and then in Mortis, they talk about them once, and I'm like, yes, they're there. <laughs> but they're like a broken legion, like three titans. And <laughs> when they join, when the because uh, in Mortis, uh, it's a spoiler, but. Like there's there's a bunch of broken legios and they basically form like a shatter legio, An where there's like legio, yeah, yeah, and defensor is in there, so hmm. I don't know. That's I, cool. The color scheme and the rules seem balanced to me, so that's basically why I picked them. Nice. How about you, Alex? Uh, well. My my story starts with Legio Astorum because I have uh, a, a full size uh, Warlord Titan next to me, my computer actually right now, and uh, I painted him over the course of about two years, and uh, it didn't really line up with my 30k forces at all. But um, when I when I first got the original Titan uh, or the 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 first what is it Warlord Titan set the Warlord set like the the first big box set that they released years ago now jesus um i i just wanted to repaint my full-size titan in a miniature that was kind of the reason i got it and uh so yeah i ended up with legio astorum and i kind of stayed with them the warp runners nice and i think they came out in like the second or third book so like they were out before like the, the last end of the legios too so yeah, like I, I like the I like the they're they're one of the 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 first the primary legios, um, 
they're not like what are the I forget the name in Mortis. They call them the first three legions, but um, they are they are a major legion in the in the Horus Heresy series. And the other thing too is they did they survived the heresy. Like they're in 40k, they're referenced in the modern 40k book. So I kind of wanted to pick a legio that was like consistent through the fluff, and that you know I could kind of see use in in both genres in 30k and 40k. I'm assuming a lot of the legios pretty much got annihilated or obviously went to the warp. Eh, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough to say. Like GW is so inconsistent with with Titan fluff. Yeah. Um, like uh, Mortis, Mortis is a constant. Mortis is in heresy, and it's all the way through. Um, but like you know, out of the blue in the the Kachardon or Kachardon fluff book here that they released. Um, I was about two months ago now. Uh, they they make reference in the in the series that there's like forty or fifty titans landing on a planet, and that's the like the biggest titan battle or or titan force since I would say the Heresy. But it just doesn't because they don't talk about it a whole lot. It's it's hard to tell really where the fluff is right now with it. Mm-hmm. Like Beta Beta Garmin and and obviously the the assault on. The walls at Terra are the biggest battle, the Titan battles in in the fluff right now, and there's, you know, a thousand Titans effectively, yeah. and then a couple thousand at uh, Beta Garmin, and that's it. So I can't the, like, for the most part in the modern fluff, it's been it's been pretty sparse because the the comet is they're so rare now, but you know, all of a sudden out of blue, the forty show up. <laughs> hmm. That's awesome. Interesting. Rare like those warp missiles in Mortis, yo. <laughs> Throwing them out like goddamn Tic Tacs. <laughs> yeah, they it, more yeah Mortis. They talk about warp missiles being this rare thing that only like you know the highest legios have, and then and near the end of the book, it was like every Titan was shooting one, and it was just like <laughs> it's like Oprah at Christmas. You get a warp yeah, missile. Yeah, you get yeah. A warp it was missile. pretty hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like I was I was just to divert a little bit. I, I was pretty surprised. Like you know, that was the opening salvo. So Bill hits me with a warp missile ten minutes into our learning game, and uh, we're like, okay, okay, I guess we got to look up what warp missiles do and how you hit and all this stuff. And uh, it was like, oh, so you get a critical track right away. Oh, reactors, great, this is fun. And then uh, actually, you know, I was able to repair it the next phase and uh it, it took a took a lot of the field bads out of it pretty quick and it made it a lot more manageable and that's uh that's a, a kind of a, a running theme here throughout titanicus is that you nothing is like instantaneous you don't just like instantly lose i guess maybe if like six poris shoot uh shoot a warhound you probably go up pretty quick but <laughs> it felt like i was actually in control of my own destiny while i was playing which was pretty awesome mm-hmm. yeah next time i'll just you know, call my target of the head, and then fire three more missiles and try and kill that war warlord faster. Yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll take I'll take those. Like, what is that? That's a seventeen percent chance. I'll take those odds any day. Yeah. Oh man. Well, overall, what do you play? I'm I'm rocking Legio Kratos, uh, aka Godbreakers. And honestly, I just was kind of reading through the uh, Titan Death book and kind of just, you know, fiddling along. And I read that, oh, these guys, you know, fight alongside the Iron Warriors and pretty much just crush planets and roll on. And I was like, wow, I, I also play Iron Warriors as my Heresy Legion. And 
that was pretty much it. Looked at the color scheme a bit. I kind of was digging that seafoam green and the white with some of the reddy orange accents. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm, uh, I'm in. And that, that was basically it. That's what kind of sold me on the, on the Legion. It didn't take much. And, um, believe it or not, I ended up painting my 28 mil, um, scale armor cast Warhound in the same colors. So it kind of gave me, you know, a little bit of a reference point of how I wanted to paint it and how I wanted mm -hmm. my Titans to look and just kind of jumped in from there. So it wasn't the rules bill. <sighs> no, <laughs> no. Um, the, <laughs> the rules, uh, the, I won't lie. The rules are pretty, <laughs> pretty substandard. Um, considering like when I first saw it, I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. You know, uh, Legion trait, Doom of Worlds, so I can feel the Myrmidon Manipole, and I can trade the Reaver out for a Warlord. And I was like, oh, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty unique and cool. Well, by the end here of the books and all the other stuff coming out, there's an actual Manipole that does that. So it kind of makes my book, like my really cool scheme, kind of useless. And I'm really <laughs> hoping that the Trader Legio book shines a little bit of light on my uh legio just because you know i don't need an op rule set or anything like that i just want something a little more interactive like you can blow up plant or uh not planets you can blow up buildings <laughs> and stuff in the game and i'm like ooh, i don't even know if that's good or not i don't even know what that does right it was just eh, okay so it's it is what it is i've done some reading online and it's not stellar but i still i like the fluff i like picturing mm -hmm. them with my iron warriors i even have little six millimeter scale um space marines from the old titanicus and some vehicles and stuff and i have enough of them where they're littered all along my bases of my titans painted as iron warriors to kind of give me a you know cool little theme so it's mostly visuals for me and just yeah being able to team up with my actual legion so I think, because the way it works is you could take a warlord in replace of a reaver for the Myrmidon. Yes. If it was just if it was just that for every um, mana pool, I think that'd be better. I like think taking so too. a warlord in replace of like reaver ones, and so then you can have like corsairs, and you can have one warlord in there going sideways and stuff like that. And who knows, so they might. Be they might update it like that. It, it's speculation at this point what they could do, but yeah, I, I suspect it'll be pretty sweet either way. I, I'm just excited for the corrupted Titan stuff coming out. So, look for some sweet upgrades. Yeah. Check it out. I wonder what I wonder what that's going to be all like. It's going to be. I'm awesome. assuming there's going to be a lot of more close combat kind of stuff, or maybe um some like you don't know. Demon spew cannons or something like an extra different weapons. Yeah, yeah. From that teaser they had, it was there was one where it was, uh, yeah, basically a spew cannon. It was a a bile something. Yeah, give you like a flamer. You got like okay. a one shot flamer and from the head, and and then there was a bunch of other things where it was changing leaderships if you're within a ra certain range and stuff like that. And, cool stuff yeah it's just neat the way all the upgrades and stuff have been coming out uh i know battle bling has done a lot of uh 
work with stuff. Same with the artisan artisans of uh, Vol, and they have a ton um, of different uh, upgrade bits out there that you can buy. And I know I got a few of the upgrade heads and stuff from Battle Bling, and just little ways to make your Titans unique and um, different close combat weapons and stuff. I know they're bringing out a variant close combat weapon for the uh, the War Master. Um, uh, variant. I can't remember the name of it right now. That close combat one. Oh, um, yeah. You know that one. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the big chainsword and the yeah. big, you know, claw, grabby claw. Yeah. Yeah, iconoclast. Yeah. 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 Icono. Yeah. That one. So yeah, they've got some cool stuff coming out for them, and it should be uh, it should be pretty neat. I know as we definitely get more games in, it'll be uh, there will be more more action, more tales of glory coming. Like this is just our first intro, uh, you know, fumble our way through the rules, have laughs, and now that we kind of have a little bit better of a understanding, we can actually start playing uh, some missions and checking that out. And then when we, yeah, we tell stories and let you guys know, you know, what how our games are going. Uh, it'll be a little bit more substance to it and you know if, if you've been playing or if you just started to let us know um, it's always interesting to hear how other people you know found the initial game I know there's a few different people that have been playing for quite a quite a number of months now that seem to have the rules down pat and uh, the games look super fun I know there's a few of the Titanicus pages on Facebook and whatnot that you can jump on and just see awesome looking you know titans and i think that's probably one mm -hmm. of my favorite things is just looking at all the different styles all the different legio out there i think too like i don't know about you guys but i haven't really heard much uh negative stuff about the game you know like everybody that we know that has played it or, or tried it out has actually really liked it mm -hmm. and they want to play more. Yeah. Which is really, really awesome. That means, you know, guys are staying to play, right? Like they're they're gonna stay with the system, play it and have fun with it. And the great thing is is like when we do start getting games going and stuff, there's gonna be a few beers and a lot of uh shouting of engine kills oh, yeah. happening for sure. So uh, a lot of pictures and uh, who knows, maybe we'll even do some live battles or something at some point you know um it would be pretty neat just showing off and showcasing the titans that we have all painted up and terrain and yeah battles maybe even throw some of the big explosions out there with the cotton and the lighting you know oh you got it look grandiose mm -hmm. be awesome bill's gonna have to paint his scenery it's happening <laughs> it's happening so. That's the other thing, though, is like, you know, painting up your terrain for Titanicus. You got an airbrush. That's you're gonna probably make some easy work of that terrain. Yeah. It shouldn't uh, it shouldn't take too long. I'll definitely post pics and whatnot as I go, and start kind of jumping on that. And um, I'll even have pictures and whatnot of uh, all the stuff that I got off of Cal Fox, so you guys can see. Yeah the actual way that they come and how they're set up and it, it's super modular so you can pretty much do anything you want with it um yeah yeah 
Pretty cool. Can't wait to see that all painted up too. Oh, for and, sure. Uh, maybe get some printed off as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's next steps here for? Uh, are you guys building anything right now for this or? I got to go through and see what I actually have. So, um, I'm also, I also think I'm, uh, I got to maybe track down some of the, uh, the, uh, cards, like the actual, um, maniples and stuff like that. Right. The, the card sets that are out there or might be out there might be hard to find them, but I'll have to check them out. Because I think right now I I got like I think I have like four warlords and four warhounds, maybe two reavers and a whole bunch of knights. So all or any of the newer uh, pieces that came out, I actually don't have, and it'll be interesting to see what they're like. So, but yeah, just getting them built, magnetized to what I need or want. Mm-hmm. So. I basically just have to finish up my Loyalist Legio, just little finishing touches, bases, and weapons, just finishing a little weapon details. And then mm-hmm. and then I just have a Loyalist uh, a banner that I got to finish. And then I'm basically caught up with my Legio. So. Awesome. I'm, I'm already looking at traitor Legios. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You got three titans built. You can you're gonna start building another one, eh? <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> you know how it goes. Hey, I got four war warlord titans. I mean I can do stuff, right? So But yeah. I know what about, what about you guys? What about Bill and Alex? What's your next steps? Oh, I'm I plan on actually building up some of the Titans now that I've I'm almost done my my pledges, so probably end up building Next. another warlord, at least another reaver, probably two more war warhounds, kind of double up what I have built already, just so we can start playing around with it a little bit more, and uh, yeah, yeah, kind of go from there. I, I've I've got a whack. I've got nine more titans to build, including the war master and a war bringer and a bunch of other stuff. Um, I actually went snob style. I I didn't want to have any knights in my. Uh, <laughs> In my Legio, I just didn't want them. I was like, eh. I, I like the big titans. I, um, you know, kind of fits your your Legio's uh, whole uh, command structure there. Eh? Yeah. Anything smaller than a titan is meh. Exactly. Get out of here. Yeah. We don't, we don't care. <laughs> Some good stuff. Well, I've got uh, I got a War Master. All magnetized in pieces right in front of me, and I've got uh, probably I've got my my reaver, my poris, and one of those. Uh, what's the in between? Not the reaver, not the warlord. In between the big cannon on its warbringer? top. Warbringer. Nemesis, I've, yeah, yeah, warbringer. I've, got, I've got one nemesis warbringer uh, assembled and magnetized and ready to go too. So warmaster warbringer, uh, another reaver, and to two poris and then i'm done Oof. and i might uh i was thinking maybe if if this keeps up and i really enjoy this then maybe starting a uh, mortis maniple Oof, brutal nice nice anybody have the um what is it the psi titan what is that thing called how yeah, those? 
You have one, Alex? Holy Joe Sinister. Yeah, that's the Buster one. Side Titan. That'll be interesting to see what it does. Forge World hasn't... Uh, they've been on temporarily uh, out of stock. And I had my email up. I, everything, it's been like two months now, and they haven't restocked it. So I don't know if they're just selling out super quick or if they just haven't built or made them yet. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I got I got my email notice at like midnight, and I ordered it uh, like right away, and they were sold out by the next morning when I woke up. Hmm. <laughs> oh wow! They're waiting for that silver lion seal from the emperor to let it happen. Well, I guess <laughs> I guess because they are in in Mortis, they do talk about them being like rare, right? Like super and that there's only like a small like group of them. So maybe that's why they're just like, oh, we're going to do this in real life where no one can have them. We sold have enough. Them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's pretty cool. Well, no, that's awesome. Definitely um, probably wraps up for this particular episode. But yeah, like I said, next time we jump on and start talking some Titanicus, we'll have some more uh, Tales of Glory. And if you check out the instagram facebook uh, we'll have lots of pictures uh for you guys to oogle over and i guess yeah other than that thank you for tuning in again let us know in the comments if you've got some uh, battle stories to tell us or your first initial reactions um anything that we should keep a lookout for in any of the mission books or even the open war cards stuff like that let us know yeah definitely well awesome Thanks for uh, tuning in, and we will catch you later. Bye. Peace. See you guys.